Good morning, church. There you go. Good to see you here. It's good to have people joining us uh, on our live stream this morning. Uh, as Kyle mentioned, it's, we don't have the prompters, we don't have the video. Uh, I see they're messing with wires up there. Hopefully they can find the right ones and flip the right switches because the key part of the lesson this morning was going to be a video. But, uh, no, technology is not great. <laughs> yes, it is. Actually, it is great because we're able to have people visiting with us from uh, other cities, uh, other uh, states, maybe even other countries via the Internet this morning. So we're thankful for that. We're thankful for you being here. And uh, so we're just going to jump right into it. And if you see some lights come on behind me. Motion to me and let me know. Otherwise, we will get started in Romans chapter 12. Was Blake just read? Wasn't Blake, Blake, it was Donovan, wasn't it? It's Donovan just read. You can tell, obviously, I'm a little disheveled by not having the video. Romans 12, chapter. Roman chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, we read that an awful lot. If we focus in, at least I usually do focus in on the sacrifice and uh, not conforming to the world. But hidden in there is a statement that is probably gives an awful lot of us trouble. For the, by the grace given to me, I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. Okay, so how highly should I think of myself? How highly should you think of yourself? What is, what, what is your worth? What is your value? How do you esteem yourself? What do you think about yourself? Um, probably everybody in here has dealt with the ups and downs of this, the changes, various times in our lives. Uh, in the world of psychology, there is what's known as a narcissistic personality disorder, uh, which is probably the extreme of uh, where a person considers himself just better than everybody else, more important than everybody else. Uh, you ought to listen to me, and they just dominate, and they're excessive. They speak in hyperbole. Everything that they do is the greatest, most important thing that's ever happened. Then the other end of the spectrum, you've got the people with with the severe inferiority complex who, uh, you know, I can't do anything right. Everything I do is wrong. Uh, nobody loves me, uh, and for good reason, because I'm not a good person. What's a person worth? What are you worth? We're going to think about that this morning. Uh, if you have a bulletin, which I, I didn't even bring my bulletin up here with me. If you'll notice, the, uh, the cover is Handful of Dust. There was a, one of my favorite songs, uh, one of my favorite singers, actually, is Patty Loveless, country singer, and there was a song from the uh, mid-90s, Handful of Dust, A Handful of Dust. Let me read the, just a little bit of that down. If, what are you worth? Well, according to this song, break us down by our elements. You might think that he failed. We're not copper for one penny or even iron for one nail. A dollar would be plenty to buy 20 of us. 
until true love is added to these things, this handful of dust. Handful of dust, handful of dust, sums up the richest and poorest of us. True love makes priceless the worthless whenever it's added to a handful of dust. We are a handful of dust. And according to this song, um, really we couldn't even justify a dollar for a bunch of us. Not enough copper for a penny. But is that all that there is to us? Are we, is, are we just a handful of dust? If you're, if you like um, Western history, you may recognize this name, John Wesley Hardin. On 1875, John Wesley Hardin was worth $4,000, at least according to the wanted poster on his head. That would translate to $358,000 today. Hardin was a pretty good gunslinger, probably did not want to cross him. Uh, John Dillinger in the 1930s, may, you may have heard of him, famous gangster. He was worth $10,000 again, according to what was on the poster. Elon Musk, I saw this uh, on the internet, and then I actually saw it on the news just last night again. Elon Musk is worth $219 billion. So that's what he's worth. But is that all? Oh, there's the video. Could you kill the video? <laughs> because... Oh, good. Y'all can't see it yet. I can see it down here. I may have to hold the screen of this little video TV up in a little bit, but hey, whatever works. So we're getting there. So back to the point. So what, what are you worth? What are we worth? What are humans worth? Is it, is it a dollar amount that's on a poster? Is it the amount that's in our bank account or the businesses that we own? Is it a matter of something else? Is it a matter of love? Luke chapter 15, the story of the prodigal son. We're all probably pretty familiar with that one. This time I'd like for you to take a slightly different look at the story. You know how the, the, the first son, the younger son, prematurely asked for his inheritance and he left and went out and spent it in riotous living? Uh, he was uh, not righteous, but riotous living. Uh, he, he wasted. There's verse 18 of Luke chapter 15. When he realized the depths that he had gone to, he said, I will get up and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. Is your worth based upon your lowest moments in life? Is your worth based upon the things that you've messed up, the things that you've done wrong that you knew you shouldn't have been doing in the first place, but you did it anyway? And then there's the other son. Once the prodigal son comes home and the father puts out the big feast for his son, the younger son, the older son comes in and says, wait, 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 wait a minute. What are you doing? Don't you understand? I'm the good one. 
I'm the one who's been doing all the right things. I'm the one who has stayed loyal and faithful. I'm the one who's has been out working in the field and doing all of the things that you needed me to do. I'm worth more than him. You ever feel that way? Let no man think of himself more highly than he ought to. So exactly just how, how should I think of myself? What, what am I worth? Is it based upon my actions? Is it based upon how good I am or how bad I am? Then the question comes to us, what did the father in Luke chapter 15 think of the sons? He saw in them something different, something that they didn't see within themselves. It wasn't a matter of what they had done that gave them their worth. That was just uh, secondary. Their worth was that they were his children. There's a lot of you out there today who are dealing with issues of self-worth. You don't feel very good about yourself simply because of the things you've been through, things that you've done, and the things that have been done to you. Well, what if I offered you this $20 bill? Would you take it? Chances are you would, but before I give it to you, I got an offer a warning. Because while this $20 bill could be used for a lot of good, chances are it's seen a lot of bad. If this $20 bill could think and had a mind, it might have a bad conscience. Maybe it's been used to do drugs. Maybe it's been used to buy drugs. Maybe a drug deal went bad and somebody died over this. In fact, maybe it was used to fund a terrorist organization. Perhaps it's been used for impure things like the purchase of a prostitute. Any number of things could have been done with this $20 bill. Do you still want it? Of course you do, because no matter what's been done to it or with it, it's still worth 20 bucks. Maybe I can take it today and rip it and scar it put marks on it that are just simply unfair and unsightly. Still want it? Of course you do. Because an authority higher than us gave it its value and nothing can take it away. Same with you. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, you still have worth. It's built into you and you need to remember that. There are things that I wish I could go back in time and redo, undo, and just never do at all. But I can't. And even though I'm reminded every day by many folks and even by my own conscience and heart that I did them, I still have to remind myself that something with greater authority than me and even bigger than my own actions, gave me a self-worth. I'm going to live by that. I'm going to choose to remind myself of that every day. And I hope you'll do the exact same thing. Want this $20? No, it's mine. Because it's worth $20. And it's mine. Love y'all. God bless. As I mentioned, that's actually in the community of God. It's called, What Are You Worth? The gentleman's name is Chad Prather. It's a YouTube video. I would strongly encourage you to look at it. Again, I've shared this in Bible class a time or two. I've shared it with the young people, and hopefully they remember that. I watch it frequently just as a reminder. A very, very simple, simple principle. But yet, it is so difficult for us. There are people on the street who think that they're not worth as much as anybody else because of all the things they've done, all the things that have been done to them. There are people in this auditorium today, there are people who are viewing this who think that they're not worth as much as others because of things that have been done to them, the things that they have done. Where do you find your worth? As Chad points out, I just happen to have a $20 bill. It doesn't make any difference what happened to it. It's still a $20 bill. Something 
of a higher authority gave it its value. It doesn't make any difference what's happened to you or what you've done. It doesn't affect your worth, your value. A higher authority has given you worth and value. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 30. For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Not life more than food, the body than clothing. I usually use that to talk about don't worry, which is almost a pointless thing to tell us because sometimes we worry about missing something that we need to be worrying about. But then he hits the good stuff. Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Are you not worth much more than they? Of course we are. The Father's love is extended to all of His creation. And sometimes, here, here lately, I'll just put it this way. My, my favorite terminology, I think, at least in my mind, for God as recent is Creator. Creator. Created the entire world, but He also created me. It's Creator. Who am I to speak back to the Creator? Who am I to question what the, the Creator says my value, my worth is? Uh, there is a, a verse in here, verse 30. He concludes by saying, If God so arrays the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow was thrown into the furnace, will He not much more do so for you, O men of little faith? When I was going over that, that kind of struck me. Because didn't we just read that in verse Romans 12, 3? Through the grace given to everyone, that everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to, but think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Faith. To question my worth is to show a weakness of faith. At least that's what these two passages seem to indicate. Two more stories, and we'll call it good for today. Have any of y'all heard the story of the tin cow woman? Let me read this, rather lengthy reading, but I'll try to read it quick and hit the high points. It's a story of the tin cow woman. It's a story of a man by the name of Johnny Lingo. He lived in the South Pacific. Islanders spoke highly of him. He was strong, good-looking, and very intelligent. But when it came to time for him to choose a wife, people shook their heads in disbelief. The woman Johnny chose was plain, skinny, walked with her shoulders hunched and her head down. She was very hesitant and shy. She was also a bit older than the other married women in the village, which did nothing for her value. 
But for some reason, this man loved her. What surprised everyone the most, though, was Johnny's offer. In order to obtain a wife, you paid for her by giving her father cows. Four to six was considered a high price. The other villagers thought that he might pay two, eh, maybe three at the most. But he gave ten cows for her. Everyone chuckled. They believed his father-in-law had put one over on him. Some thought that maybe even it was a mistake. Well, several months after the wedding, a visitor from the United States came to Ireland to trade, and he heard the story of Johnny Lingo and his ten-cow wife, and upon meeting Johnny and his wife, the visitor was totally taken back. Since this wasn't a shy, plain, and hesitant woman, but one who was beautiful, poised, and confident. The visitor asked about this transformation, and Johnny Lingo's response was very simple. I wanted a ten-cow woman, and when I paid for her and treated her in that fashion, she, became to believe, she began to believe that she was a ten-cow woman. She discovered she was worth more than any other woman in the islands. And what matters most is what a woman thinks of herself. Now, I realize this is probably politically incorrect at this time, but so... Let's just rephrase that. What matters most is what a person thinks of themselves. What matters most is what a person thinks of themselves. And you might say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, that's, that's a little self-centered. No, what it is, is it's a sign of knowing who you are so you can be what you're intended to be. So that you can be the most an awful lot of the time we hold back on who we are and what we can be doing. The point of knowing yourself, the value that God gave you, beyond having faith in Him, it's faith in yourself to be used the way you wants to. Uh, last week, I had a sack up here and I went over to it. As you may remember, I pulled out a red sweater. This week, I brought my bag again. I brought another sweater, just so you'll know I have more than one sweater in my closet. That happens to be my, my favorite sweater. But I also bought this. Some of you know what this is. Some of you know what this is. Some of you have no clue. Plunger or something. It's called a bit and brace. This is a drill bit that you put in here. This is what the old timers used to do. This was actually my dad's and it got passed down to me. And believe it or not, you can actually drill a really, really good hose. I've used it an awful lot. Uh, it's inconvenient. It is nigh on to impossible to use it to get to a, a tight spot. Um, it's a pain to to uh, change bits. There's a lot of disadvantages to it. And over the years, it has been upgraded, and people seldom use these. Actually, I got on the internet, and you can still buy these. I guess some people still use them. But what actually... This is it. 
That's a power grip. You can take this any. You can get into a whole lot of places with it. This thing is charged. This thing's got more power to it. Yeah, I, can, I can drill a lot better. I didn't put a bit in it, but I can do a whole lot more with this than I can with this. My point? Some people see themselves as a two-cal person. When they see themselves as a 10-cal person, they live up to their potential. Some of you here today see yourself as a bit embrace. I'm too old, outdated. My worth isn't as great as others. But I would suggest to you that you may see yourself as a bit embrace. But God sees you as a power tool. You see, that's the whole point that we're trying to get to this morning. That's the whole point of knowing your self-worth is reaching your potential. Are you holding back? Are you not living up to what God intends to you, for you, and how he can use you? And then one last point, and we'll be through. passage that you probably have heard me refer to numerous times over and over in Philippians chapter 2. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Why is it important to know your worth? Why is it important to see you the way that God sees you? Because that's how you will treat and that's how you will respond to other people. That's what, that's what emanates from you. If I think of myself like this, way down here, uh, it's not, not difficult to, to think of you more highly because you're just trash like me. But if by chance I understand my true value, if I understand that I'm a 10 cal person, if I understand that I am a power drill, and I treat you even better than that, God is working in me. My faith is apparent. Maybe a leap for some of us to, to grasp and think about it. And like I said, in the, in the bulletin this week under Community with God, these passages are used again, and the video is there again. Think about that this week. What are you worth? i tell you what you're worth. You're worth the blood of Jesus Christ. For while we were yet sinners, Christ died for every one of us. Did we deserve it? No. Were we worth it? Yes. Who gave us that worth? Him, not us. Not our actions, not our thoughts, not our righteousness, not our unrighteousness. The outdated, the misinformed, they all had the same value. They all had the same worth. And it cost the blood of Jesus Christ to save those people, which includes every single one of us. So what are you worth? Are you living up to your potential? And how do you esteem other people?
Three things to think about. Try to think like Christ because he died for you. Try to think like God because he sent his son for you. That's where the true worth, that's a higher authority that's given you that value. So think about that this morning. Maybe you want to come and ask for prayers for the things that you have done in the, in, in the past that you would like forgiveness for. Maybe you would want encouragement in certain areas in your life. Maybe you'd like to become a part of the body of Christ. You'd like to study more. Whatever it is your needs, that's what we're here for. Because you're worth it. Please don't sit in that pew and think, well, it's just me. I'm not worth it. You're worth it. And don't take my word for it. Take God's as we stand and as we sing.